Look, sometimes when we're recording for this podcast, we learn a lot of things about ourselves. And this is one of those situations. Now, what did we learn today? That's right. Who looks better at a dog collar while running around on all fours and going bark woof? Is it David Gary Arquette Busey. or is it? It's Gary Busey. Gary that's, Busey. That's it's Gary Busey. And it didn't even take a fucking second to think about it. That's how no, confident we were about that. Welcome to Rough Cuts. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. This is a story about three unlikely heroes. A bulldog, Agent 11, the top canine agent in America, who hated his job. A mailman, who hated dogs. What's up, Tyson? You on lockdown? And a kid. Honey, I'm going out of town, so Gordon is going to watch you for a few minutes. Turned loose. Turned loose. Then something happened. You want we should whack a dog? <laughs> this is personal. That brought them all together. I don't think you can handle this. What do you mean I can't handle something like this? I'm a very responsible guy. This dog is smart. Warner Brothers Pictures presents a comedy about man's best friend. This dog locked me out of my own house. Gosh! And a mother's worst nightmare. When are you gonna be here? All the flights are canceled and roads are closed. This is just perfect. It's a dog! It's a dog! Yes, come on! Is everything all right? Get off the head! I'm covered in dog food! See, spot, run. C-Spot Run. It's weird that it's now a multiple choice answer. Hi, I'm your host, Ilian. <laughs> I'm Boyd. <laughs> Welcome to Rough Cuts. This is a podcast where we watch movies and then rate the dogs at the end. Uh, look, if we had a nickel for every time we saw a grown man wearing a dog walking collar. Around all fours. And walking around on With all fours. With a shock collar. We'd have like 10 cents, sure. But it's weird it's that it happened real twice, weird. right? <laughs> it's not super weird when you consider the actors. I feel like this is just a Wednesday for David Arquette and uh, Gary Busey. Well, Gary Busey just does this, yeah. Now, I would expect yeah, yeah, more yeah. of David Arquette. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, you're rating David Arquette above Gary Busey? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess in dog collar wearing, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, today we watched Sea Spot Run, a two thousand one. Yeah, we just finished it. A two thousand one dramedy. I guess. I love that it was labeled a dramedy. It's not a dra. It is a comedy. Come on, it's a Ace Ventura style comedy. It's a slapstick. I can't believe comedy. that it was late. Yeah. I cannot believe it was labeled drama comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I, drama it's very late 90s uh it came out in 2001 like i said so i don't know i guess i guess when you consider the actors involved if you were to look at a cast list 
mm-hmm. you might look you would look at like one half of this cast list and go yeah that's a drama and then you'd look at the other half half this cast list and go yeah that's a shitty comedy so makes sense yeah yeah and then you've got michael uh clark duncan who's got one leg in either side of it <laughs> that's true and one of them, the leg in the comedy broken. is broken. Yeah, yeah, one of them is broken in this film. Oh, which poor guy. I mean, a, a fucking professional that he kept going with filming, even though he had a broken leg. And it, it is obvious yeah. they oh, tried yeah. to hide it, but yeah, if you know, then you know. Yeah, it's it's very it's he's got a like leg double for the second half of the movie after he broke his leg. And every time that he tries to walk, he's got a very interesting gait. It's it's pretty obvious, unfortunately. So yeah, he must have been had a Brad break. C spot run. Uh, I have the the VHS here, in the back of the box. A hilarious treat, says Bill Deal of ABC Radio Network. That's the only tagline they could get. <laughs> is that it oh, oh i thought you were good i was waiting for more oh oh that's the oh, only person okay. they got there, there's more description oh. but that was the only mm. it's the only positive thing they could get <laughs> uh offbeat mailman gordon smith has never met a dog he couldn't handle but when he offers to babysit james the young son of his beautiful neighbor stephanie his dog skills are put to the test when a crime-fighting super dog hiding from the mob, crime-fighting super dog? I don't know about that one. A befriends yeah, I mean, James. Yeah. He drives our dog-loving mailman up a tree, dodges the mob, and wins the hearts of the good guys along the way. See spot run straight into the hearts of families everywhere. <laughs> you had a problem with yeah. crime-fighting super dog. I had a problem with them saying that this man got one up on every dog he met because those dogs were fucking him up at the beginning of this movie. I don't think there was a dog that didn't get one up on him. Yeah. Uh, he gets, yeah. he falls in the poopy for like 10 minutes at one point. That poop scene went on way too long. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, C-Spot Run, the smart one isn't wearing any pants. So David Arquette is very smart. It's supposed to be implying the dog. But David Arquette goes pantsless in this film. He goes underwearless. Well, he has a long shirt and is definitely still wearing underwear. But in theory... Yes, yeah. (laughs) They they obviously have a goof even where they show that he's still wearing boxers after his boxers get ripped. But... Yeah. The reason we're taking some time here is because this movie is very, uh, mid. Yeah. Mid. The problem with this one is, uh, it's, it's not bad in the way that we, like, it's, it's not good. Mm. It's super not good. But, like, it's also, when you think of... Because this is essentially a 90s comedy. Like, this, like you were, we yes. were talking about it while we were watching it, that this feels like it got greenlit entirely off the back of, like, Ace Ventura-type movies. Those types of films, to, at least, yeah. And them trying to, like, have David Arquette do a Jim Carrey a little bit. Or, like, a Dana Carvey. It was, um, it was very Dana Carvey. Very at times, Dana yeah. Carvey at times, yeah. Which, 
derogatory. No, <laughs> but that way. was bad. Those scenes yes. were bad. Oh, yeah. They were te- terrible. Very, very bad. But it ends up, like, in some ways it's better because a lot of those movies are, especially now, even the quote-unquote good ones are entirely unwatchable. Especially because a lot of them are, like, really racist and offensive yes. and, like, all kinds of problems that way. This one just ends up being empty. Like, it's, there's nothing super offensive about it. There's nothing super funny about it. There's nothing super bad about it. It just exists, It's, I guess. It's just kind of like, yep, that that sure is a family dog movie that's kind of like a low-key Ace Ventura. Yep. Jesus Christ, it's like a fucking dog movie in here. I think there were two jokes in the whole film where we're like, sensible chuckle, but not laugh. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. Which is like, oh, that's amusing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and then they had, God, there was one time where, there was a couple times where, like, for example, uh, David Arquette puts on his shock collar from the dog. His fetish gear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, in front of the small child that he's taking care of. Yes. So that the small child can shock him while he's... You know what? Let's not describe this as David Arquette's fetish gear anymore. But he <laughs> he starts getting the TV remote for some yeah. reason gets right. keyed into the shock collar on David Arquette's neck. And so the kid basically is holding him at gunpoint to make him do things. Which could be funny. But, yes. Which could be funny. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a setup for something. This could this could actually go somewhere. And then he goes, Let me keep the dog. And David Arquette goes, Okay, fine, and doesn't get shocked at all. And then the scene ends. That's it. They just end it right there. And you're like, wait, but you finally had, you, you finally had the setup for a scene. You finally had it and you immediately dropped it. Like, <laughs> like there's a, and there's a couple of times like that where you're like, oh, oh, this might actually have an attempt at humor. And then it just moves on instantly. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like instead of him just being like cartoon electric shocked in the background on accident it should be an intentional joke (laughs) yes from the the kid doing it to try and manipulate him well and then you could have like a character moment of these Mm -hmm. people interacting and do a thing but they just don't they just drop it and instead they put in a 10 minute poopy scene (laughs) (laughs) it it might have been longer than the uh, croquet match in santa's it might have. It might it have. Was bad. It felt yeah. longer. Uh, okay, no, so... no, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> that, no, that I'm gonna go. Just really time out. Time out. <laughs> Hold up. The entire disjointed croquet <laughs> match that they filmed, that they filmed in order, and then chopped up and put it out of order to make it look like a montage. But then mm-hmm. realized they needed to pad the film, so they put the whole fucking thing in anyway. <laughs> that was one of the longest scenes I've ever seen in my life. Don't you? Dare try and pretend that the poop scene is longer. There's no, or felt longer. There's no goddamn way. Anyway, this anyway. Movie, this movie has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. I feel like it should be 50. This is a yeah, this I've, is a down the middle fucking boring ass family film. Yeah, you saying that it's 23% is really surprising to me, but I guess Here's the thing to remember about Rotten Tomatoes scores, and I think that it's really highlighted by this film. Mm-hmm. It's not a, oh, this is how bad they viewed it. It's not like a star rating. 
it is a pure binary thing of did this reviewer like it or did this reviewer not like it? So they, they so could have not liked it, but it could have been up 50%. And exactly. So I can see like 23% it. of people liking it. That would make sense to me. But also the people that disliked it, I would say that most of them were like, eh. Eh. You know, like, yeah. just shrug. Like, this movie's forgettable. Um, What do you think the budget of this film was? From what we watched. Oh, no. So they have explosions. They have... They, they, they destroy They destroy a store. fucking pet store. Mm-hmm. Just like, demolish destroy. it. So yeah, much like product loss, too. Up. And, like, everything. Like, um, they, they paid for good actors. Yes, which we need to talk about. Because that's one of the wildest things about this movie to me. Um... Uh-huh. 25 million? Thinking like it's 2001. Up? Up. 40? Low. Yeah. It's 35. 30? 30? 35 mil. I was fairly close. I was fairly close. I was in the ballpark. They made 43 mil. So it's a positive. It's a positive Mm -hmm. somehow. I mean, also, they had a lot of product placement, and they don't generally... That's not included in the box office numbers. I I do remember Kellogg's, Pepsi, uh, Petcetera. (laughs) Petcetera, which is now an out of... The, uh, you know, the Vancouver-based company that's definitely Seattle. I mean, Seattle-based company. This is Seattle. Yeah, this this is another one of those, it's in Seattle, wink. But yes. shot in Vancouver, and it's definitely Vancouver. Or, this is New York, wink, wink. but it's actually Vancouver. Yeah, all <laughs> of those I, movies. Hey, guess what? Everything is shot in Vancouver, because yeah. it's cheap. Uh, let's talk about the actors. So, David Arquette yeah. is our, our main lead. Makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, okay. Down uh, number, yeah. Dumb 90s comedy. Dumb yeah, 90s. David Arquette. Yes, absolutely. They have uh, Leslie Bibb as the mom. Who is yep. now a recurring character in the Iron Man movies and, and some mm-hmm. other Marvel films. Uh, yeah, she's Christine Everhart, yes. who I don't know, but I'm glad she's making more money. She, she um, went through some shit for the filming of this, and that, she didn't deserve it. That's the uh, reporter in Iron Man. That's like a recurring right. reporter character that gets on. With, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I don't ever. really, I don't really remember anything from Iron Man movies. Yeah, uh, and then there's of course Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. uh, who broke who his leg fantastic. during this sometime during this film. Michael Clark Duncan is one of those actors where, again, kind of not surprising, although sad because it's like. Oscar-nominated Michael Clark Duncan, who also is in just a million shit fucking family films. Like, we've seen him, what, 12 times at this point? It's been multiple Which I feel bad about. Which I feel bad about, because he is way better than they deserve for these kinds of things. But also... To be fair, he's usually a highlight of these things. And I don't think these have ever hurt his career, per se. No. I feel like he's, he's lifted up a lot of the films that he's in somehow. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, I mean... We were talking about one of the last times that we saw him. He was a truck driver <laughs> encouraging a small child to throw dynamite into a cop car. Hell yeah. Which fucking ruled. Yeah, he's he's fun. Yep. Um, uh, and then else? there's the kid from Two and a Half Men. 
Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like six in this movie or something. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck that kid. <laughs> fuck that kid. <laughs> I won't get into why, but if you know, you know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, oh, and then what's his face? Um, from Barbershop, the, the roommate. Oh, uh, Anthony Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Anderson, who's in like Scream 4. He's actually in The Departed, which yeah. is pretty wild. But like he's he's okay. I actually he's in a lot of really dumb comedy stuff, but he's always been I've always found him to be a more palatable person in those movies and in those True. shows. Like he's been pretty good in them, if that makes sense. Like he's he's fun. So I, I kind of like a- Anthony Anderson. Uh, and then, of course, there's a bunch of no-talent, no-name Italian uh, mobsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they have... So they have all... That's our dumb 90s comedy cast. Yes. Which all... Some of those are, like, a little... It's like, oh, man, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, man, why are you here? Like, Leslie Bibb's too good for this movie. But you're like, okay, most of these kind of make sense. And then we have... Paul Servino. Yeah. <laughs> At... Acting legend Paul Servino, Steve Sherpa, uh, also known as uh, Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos. This is mid-Sopranos run, by the way. <laughs> Joe Vitarelli. Like, it's just like a who's who of, like, late 90s, early 2000s mob actors. Like, not the A-list, but, like, just below that although i'd say paul servino would have been an a-list but like just barely below a-list and it's like what the fuck are you all doing in this movie yeah it is. and then we have and then we have kevin smith no not that one. sorry kevin smith okay Whew. i'm not here it is k-a-v-a-n smith whoever that kevin is smith. whoever that is yeah. He's apparently a Stargate uh, actor. Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, he's some Canadian I, actor. I have a little bit background. of trivia for you. Mm-hmm. So, David Arquette was not the main choice for their, their lead. That was not oh. who they were originally going to go with. Huh. But the actor they wanted separated because of uh, creative disputes. As in, this is too shit for me. <laughs> That's that would be a good creative dispute to have with this movie, so, yes. So the original, uh, the writers, one of eight of the writers at least, uh, helped write for a film called Bad Boys, which yes. you might know, uh, and that is a film with uh, Will Smith and Martin mm-hmm. Lawrence as the main leads. And who who do you was think the main Martin Lawrence? It was supposed to be Martin Lawrence. I was like, it's, it's got to be Martin Lawrence. I mean, this is a Martin Lawrence vehicle if I've seen one. Yeah. Oh man. And, and he said this is too shit and walked away. Okay, Martin Lawrence does not have the authority to make that call because I've seen a lot of Martin Lawrence movies, and I'm uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you, Mr. Lawrence, I'm very sorry, but uh, this is exactly your lane. <laughs> Um, I'm trying God, to figure we, out, There's like, nothing to talk about like, with this film. How, how do you make a movie about the mob trying to assassinate a drug-sniffing dog this boring? <laughs> right? Well, like, I, I can tell you, I can tell you immediately because I, I've watched this film. So yeah. what they do is instead of centering it around a bunch of 
inept uh, mob hitmen trying to blow up a dog, which they do at one point, which was actually kind of kind of funny when they blow up the mannequin. Because you could make like, it like the the Home Alone two villains or something, right? Like, yeah. And I mean, that wouldn't necessarily be great, but at least it'd be something. Yeah. This, however, what they do here, though, is they make that the, like, very, very, very small B-plot, and then they center it around David fucking Arquette. <laughs> that's what, that's and, how and you do it. And him trying to bond with his, and him being his a, neighbor's kid. Him being a dude, bro. Yeah, he's trying to bond with his neighbor's kid, specifically so he can get with her. Because he wants to bang his neighbor. Yeah. But, but but he like, grows out of that. Thing. That's the thing. So it's like he, yeah, he basically grows out of that. And even at the beginning, when it's he's hitting on her, you're expecting him to be like creeping on her and being like, "Hey, baby, I can't wait to be with." And it's yeah, never done that way. He's always like, "Oh, hey, how are you doing? I really like my neighbor. My neighbor's really nice." Like it's that's the funny thing is that it's done in a way that. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, like, respectful or really well done, but also it's not in the, like, leering, gross, creep way that you'd expect from a movie like this at all. Because we've seen that in other movies. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not, like, he's not stalking her. He's not, like, bothering her all the time. Like, he just goes over and helps her out every once in a while, and he's like, man, I really like my neighbor. She seems really chill. I wish that I could get to know her. She seems like somebody that I'd like to get with. And it's basically framed that way and it <laughs> the biggest sin of that is that it's inoffensive but also it's, inoffensive. it's so fucking yeah. boring it's so goddamn boring like, nothing happens with it that part the, the bonding with the kid and then having that become the the seed of a relationship is not what the film should be focusing on because it's a film about a dog being assassinated by the mob. By the mob, yes. Right? Like, they fucked up. Yeah. Like, the, that's boring. Why is it this boring? Maybe... My thought is they probably ran this through some sort of a, like, panel to watch it. Mm -hmm. And they got feedback. And they're like, oh, they want the schmaltzy stuff. Yeah. So they cut everything out. I, I have a theory that that's what happened. And I know why. Because the original okay. runtime of this movie was two hours and 45 minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> what? It was an hour and ten longer. Oh my fucking god. I This was another movie that when we were an hour and ten minutes in, I looked at books and I'm like, how much time do we have left? Are like, how long yet? is it? I was like, this movie's really long. Like, it's been like an hour and a half. And he's like, no, it hasn't. No. <laughs> it has not been over an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because this movie's an hour and 35 minutes and it drags its goddamn feet. And it's really dragging, and, yeah. And it was supposed to be another 70 minutes longer. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, so, and to be fair about the plot line, like, with him and the kid and stuff, like, they actually have... So, David Arquette's character is a mm -hmm. mailman um, who is... They drop it very subtly, and, like, they do a good job of that in a lot of ways where they don't, like, hit you over the head with it. They don't hit you over the no. head with the schmaltz. No. Um, like, I'm kind of surprised with how deft some of it is. Like, not saying that it's really deft, but, again... Put in context of this movie looking like it's going to be Ace Ventura and from that time, and that's basically how it got approved. Where he drops with his uh, friend, like one of his neighbors, where he's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you know, like he's a foster kid. He didn't have parents. So he's connecting with this kid over time, and they have like a really kind of funny 
character inversion where the mom is very overprotective of the child like i said like oat right. bran cereal yeah. prunes and soy so, milk so gordon and has to like, help break the kid's shell yeah. yes and he's like dude like does your mom not know about fruit loops yeah. what the fuck and brings this kid out but then as the movie goes on she becomes more and more of a nervous wreck being away from her child because mm-hmm. she's like on this hell trip and keeps getting laid up and she becomes like this dirty, haggard wretch of a human being, and he becomes like this straight laced, like he's cleaned up his apartment like and dad. he's looking after this yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, he's just like this dad, and she calls him and stuff, and he's like, What the fuck? You're so irresponsible. Why aren't you home yet? Like, they, they have this little inversion it, it is there a bit that of was a kind of reversal. interesting. Yeah. But. It's done so boring. It's I don't Nothing's know how they do it so about boring. That they have her like get covered in mud, wander around in the woods, and get picked up by a a butch a petting zoo owner. <laughs> yes, who who puts her in a trailer with a farting zebra, and it's not funny. <laughs> no, Somehow, it doesn't even feel like it's played for a joke. No, it's just oh that happened. I guess. And in a way, and in a way I'm kind of glad because again you say like oh this this very this butch uh petting zoo owner and like in a pet in a like Ace Ventura movie it would be very that bad. Yes. That would have been extremely bad. And this it's just oh this is just the lady that picked me up. Yeah, it's the lady, yeah. Well, or Which she like when I'm she happier for, the but... biker, she just gets on his yes. bike like take me to my kid. What the fuck are you talking about, lady? There's no scene. She just gets on the bike and the biker takes her home. <laughs> like, they don't, yeah. Like, no they joke. don't play it for a laugh. Yeah. I don't know how they miss a joke there. Like, the joke is just that she gets on the bike immediately, but the guy doesn't, like, react. He doesn't have a... No. They don't, it's even, like, a wide, wide, wide shot where you can barely, like, his back is to the camera. So it's like, well, there's no humor here. There's nothing to be interested in it's weird how flat it is um yeah there's also they did a good job setting up scenes and then paying off later i guess which is another weird thing i'm like this is adequate is it good no is it adequate it's a film i guess yeah it's so weird how like a lot of our normal complaints about like oh it's super offensive weirdly racist like sexist it has like all of these problems with camera work or it doesn't set up anything Mm -hmm. or is nonsensical all of those things aren't true this movie has setups and payoffs the plot makes perfect sense the like it's not really offensive but also it's just not funny there's just nothing interesting here you can have all those elements and still have a bad movie i think is what we're coming away with right Mm -hmm. like like (laughs) filling in the check marks doesn't make it good at the end of the day (laughs) no or like that's the thing this is just a check mark movie it's it's frustrating in a way that we don't usually get in this podcast. No, because it's so hard to grasp onto what's wrong with it. Because yeah. it, it it has all of the elements to make a movie. The actors are good. The like the general plot, uh, like the idea of the mob puts out a hit on a dog, could work. Yes, that could work. The the plot of him, like, 
getting with this child and with the mom and like that inversion of their characters and stuff is actually pretty interesting and it's not done in like a hit you over the head kind of way so like it's done decently but also so flat that it's not there's interesting no funny anymore there. yeah there's no funny anymore like and that's kind of everything in this <laughs> like everything is just you're like it's it's all so serviceable but also not i mean good enough to make it fun maybe that's the problem with having eight writers right there there's yeah. so much rewriting and so many voices that there's no clear anything right maybe yeah there's no clear it, vision it's just a muddy mess at the end yeah i guess yeah i do have i have a big problem with this film though they hurt mm-hmm. a lot of dogs in this movie oh god yes <laughs> and yeah. it's like brutal yeah, every time and not played as a joke and not just as dogs, like also fish and things and, too. And like a parrot, a lot of pets, and, and yes, hamsters and guinea pigs. Well, the the parrot was definitely a puppet when they actually yeah. threw it across the room. But. Yeah, but like so in in UHF, the Weird Owl movie, not not the Weird mm-hmm. Owl movie. That's a different movie. The first one, yes, <laughs> not the Weird Owl Yankovic story. Uh, there's a joke about a TV show, uh, where they're trying to teach like dogs to fly and and fish to talk and it's just a guy in his his apartment with too many animals wasn't it like ramon or something yeah yeah exactly yeah so he like throws a poodle out the window and he's like oh guess we'll try again next week and it just zooms out to a pile of dead dogs and and it's a joke pile it's a joke though and it hits you like what the fuck it's hilarious it's incredible that movie's great it's got problems, but it's great. For those of you just joining us, today we're teaching poodles how to fly. Come here. Come here, Foofy. Ah, Foofy. Are you psyched? Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Get ready and fly! Oh, man. You know, sometimes it takes them a little longer to learn how to do it right. Okay, come on. Come on, come on, chat up, chat up. Hey, 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 who's next? Ah, Gigi. <laughs> oh, man. In this movie, they have a dog run into a fence and, like, his... The dog's neck almost snaps, I swear, in that shot. Yeah. It's bad. That was a real dog. Yeah, they have uh, our mob boss throw a dog out a window with no joke. There's no punchline no joke. to the joke. No, he's just like, hey, get that dog out of here. Grabs the dog and throws it out the window. And nobody goes... And there's no, like... You'd expect no even, like, a... sound effects. Anything. <laughs> or yeah. something. Nothing. There's just nothing. He just throws it out the window and you hear... Come here, you ass. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. I took a wild guess. Oh, oh. And I figured you two baboons were screwed up. That's a joke from UHF. I don't... It wasn't... Yeah. Nothing. It's, and then he keeps going yeah. with the scene. And that's, I guess that that's exactly the problem that we're talking about, is that it needs Is it an editing problem? Ups. Maybe it's an editing problem. But the director would have say on that, right? So, like, they, I don't know how to fix this movie. They have I a don't. sound library. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I mean, like, 
I'm going to say that the adding a to the dog getting thrown out the window is not going to save this film. <laughs> but It would but be also, mildly funnier. It would be better. Yes, it would be better. I just, I, like, that's what I mean. I don't know how to fix it, though, entirely. Because, like... Maybe they needed more scenes of him slipping on poopy. N- no. Like, like another ten-minute poopy scene. Maybe that would help. Should we tell the plot of the film? <laughs> Should we just... Can I just run it down I, real fast? Sure, I'll run it down real sure. quick. David Arquette, uh, Postal Man, Gordon, is yeah. a... Gordon. Is, God, I totally forgot his name. But he's a man-baby loser who lives in his apartment alone. And is just he's just kind of a bachelor and guy. And you can he's tell because he owns a Dreamcast. He does. Only losers own Dreamcasts. Hey, man, what's that on your desk behind you? Uh, that's a, that's so a PlayStation, the, uh, so we're good. It is a PlayStation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was actually a PlayStation. <laughs> and an Xbox 360. It's true. Uh, but, so he's got his apartment, and he's living his single life. Is kind of a loser. He wants to get, uh, he wants to meet his neighbor, though, and, like, settle down and have a family, raise this kid. Uh Meanwhile, in a separate movie, there is a mob boss, Paul Sorvino, mm-hmm. who is being busted by the FBI, and he has a real thorn in his side who keeps catching him because it's such a good drug-sniffing dog, and that is Agent Eleven, also known later on as Spot, our main dog, mm-hmm. which we haven't talked about basically at all because he's so incidental to so much of this film. Yeah. Uh, and... He gets caught by the dog again, so he's like, all right, I'm putting a hit out on that dog. Well, uh, okay, let's roll. He gets caught by the dog because the dog bit his testicle off, and they couldn't reattach it, so they had to give him a metal ball. Correct. They do eventually so, have him so clack as he walks through That's why prison. the mob is so mad, because he took his testicle. Metal ball bearing we inserted to replace your missing appendage Ooh. should help you maintain a nice He's got a new natural metal dick? Luckily, what? <laughs> we can rebuild him better. <laughs> I won't say that it's funny that they do the clacking joke at yeah. the end of the movie when he takes the other testicle. But at least they tried, I guess. But at least it was something. Yeah. At least it was something. Like, at least they finally took a swing. But... Anyway, so the dog gets a hit out on it. They decide to put the dog into witness protection. The dog gets mixed up because somebody tries to kill it, who is, uh, like, informant for the mob on the inside of the police. And it ends up with, with David Arquette and this kid. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, mom has to go on a trip, and the babysitter's not there, so she leaves the kid with David Arquette against her better judgment. Hijinks ensue where he gets along with the kid. Like, I mean, like, really, it's just hijinks. Like, it's just... It's an hour of hijinks. It's an hour of the mob mob guys chasing around the kids, but, like, really only about five minutes of that, and then, like, 55 minutes of David Arquette playing with this dog and the kid in the park. I don't think there's ever a scene where those two mob guys are in the same location as as David Arquette and the dog. They are. Is they are. There's the one where they, the, the FBI is raiding the house and they're out front. And but they're, they're outside. Arrested. They're not in the same location. That's, I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they're never in the same room. Yeah. They're ne- well, at the end when they all get held hostage. At the very, very end. Ju- just, Paul, just Paul. 
It's not the other Paul two guys, was, though. No, the other two guys come in, too. Wait, they do? Oh, fuck, they do. And he tells them to sit down. Right, they do. They do because so that's the, the dog one on scene. his back, right? That is the one scene where it all happens. Anyway, okay. so the hijinks ensue. Uh, di- oh, God, what's his name? Michael Gordon. Clark Duncan is oh, the Michael. trainer of the dog and goes looking for the dog all over the place. Finally, they all kind of converge together. Paul Sorvino's mob boss holds them up. Uh, they get away because the dog bites off his other testicle and then everybody lives happily ever after they, the end they didn't do that's the film they didn't even do an after credit scene about we're sorry we couldn't reattach your testicles they did it in movie <laughs> correct god damn this is before marvel movies they don't do post credit right scenes. it was before marvel yeah they didn't have iron man come out and be like i've made new balls for you <laughs> 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 we've come to assemble your dick like, like he still has to have the fucking heart thing with the middle that's of why chest, he's iron man why, why did you think why did you think he was called iron man it's not I, the heart thing I thought it that's was, not iron that's like energy man the iron is his dick i thought i thought it was only no god did you not watch them i thought only master chief got to have that happen god damn <laughs> I... <laughs> this movie is again, once again way funnier to talk about than it... you can make way better jokes than they do because they don't make any jokes they don't about make this any shit. Jokes. They don't make any jokes. Oh man! So anyway, Iron Balls. The yeah, <laughs> that's his character name now. <laughs> God, Paul Servino. It's you were in Goodfellas. Oh man. Uh, they did film all of his scenes. He said that all of his scenes were filmed four in days, what, four days. In four days. Yeah. He was in and, yeah. out, in and out of this film as quickly as I possible. I honestly am surprised it took four days, and I bet that he was very upset it took that long. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been. Yeah, that makes sense. I There's the other like side plot about... Who should keep the dog, I guess. They're doing, like, an Airbud thing. Oh, yeah, right at the end, Michael they, Clark Duncan and yeah, David Arquette have an Airbud off. Because the whole movie, FBI man, is like, he's my dog, he's my partner, I love him, but you shall never, ever get attached to your dog, they're just a number. But I, I give him scritches and pet his belly, but he can't play because he's a police dog. Mm-hmm. And then he goes through this big emotional turmoil of missing his dog because the dog had to go to witness protection program, which is not a funny joke. No. <laughs> At all. And and then the whole movie is this. And then when it gets back to the scene where he's finally confronting Gordon and the kid to get the dog back, they're like, but you can't just take the dog from the kid. He's become attached to the kid and the kid's attached to the dog. What the hell? Are and you he's doing? like, I'm a cop. I can do what the fuck I want. I'm a piece of shit. I'll shoot you. Yeah, this dog's got a lot going on inside. He keeps ripping off balls. To be a dog <laughs> with the family. He's never had a family before, and it's been really rough on him. Yeah, man, dogs don't want to be cops. The Fuck off. The FBI's not a family. It's a job. I mean, come on. He's got Damn, the chance yep. to be happy now. That's true. Okay, this this thing's laying down some fucking truth weirdly. I want to give him a home. And I'm not gonna let you mess that up. Yeah, you tell that cop to go fuck himself. Can't ask him. He's a dog. Let's just see. Now let's stand oh, apart no. and do the airbud. Oh scene. God! They're gonna do the airbud. Yeah. They're doing the airbud. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is that's a stand-in. 
And then it shows yep. face. Yup. Yup. Just legs. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, these are the scenes, by the way, where you could tell that his leg is obviously broken. Oh, yeah. He kept cutting back yeah. whenever he had to stand. Um, and they would just show a lot of shots of, like, ass down, where it was obviously a stand-in. They wouldn't show the head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they also wouldn't show him below the waist when they showed yes. him. Yeah. yeah, when he has to speak, it's... Like, waist up, and then when they show, like, the dog yeah. and everybody else, it's weirdly angled so it's only his legs, so that they can have a stunt double kind of thing in there for him. But they they do the earbud scene where it's like, let's, let's let the dog decide. And, mm-hmm. and it's not even like, uh, come on, boy, come on! Like, like they do, fucking Son of the Mask did it better. Uh, yes! <laughs> that's yeah. what's embarrassing about it. Because Cause they put the dog in the middle, they walk apart... And then they look at each other, and the dog runs over to David Arquette. Immediately. Immediately. And there's no, no like... No struggle at all. No no struggle, no joke, no nothing. There's just... they, yeah. they it, is, it is as fast and as plain as I said. And it's... This is a 2001 movie. So, like, it's after Airbud. It's yes. after all of that. Like, that is a very established trope by this point. It's an old joke at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have played it up as a parody. In their and comedy? Instead, no. In, the, in their comedy film. No. They, well, hey, Boyks, come on. It's a comedy drama. A dramedy. My bad. A dramedy. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's mostly drama. And so they... But they also don't do any tension, so I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, like, they don't do anything with it. There's nothing. There's a setup for a joke, and then they just... Fuck. Yeah, so the dog goes back to David Arquette, Gordon, and and that's the end. And now now he owns the dog, but the movie doesn't end at that point. That should have been I the know. end of the film. It drags on. Yes, it drags well, on because they didn't. They haven't resolved like plot number seven. No, uh... it's weird that this movie has. So like normally when we talk about these films. It's got, like, a mob movie, mm-hmm. and then it's got a romantic comedy, and then it has, like, a f- schmaltzy family thing over it. And it does, and like, has each like of them one by one. Yeah. The roommate thing over it. And normally with those kinds of movies, you'd be like, wow, these are just two entirely separate movies that clash right at the end. This movie, where it's competent, where it, and again, where it's, like, frustrating because you're like, man, there's some competence to this. It never feels that disjointed. It should feel disjointed as fuck. Like, it should feel so weird yes. and jarring. And it kind of doesn't. It's just, like, it kind of works. Because they actually yeah. keep track of all the plots. And they solve them all. And they actually have arcs to all of them. Like, none of them are underdone. Like, the the FBI guy's plot of, like, learning to be without the dog and stuff. He has a full arc with that, and they they spend enough time on that to have his character go through everything. They have the whole mob thing, and that stuff has enough to, like, have all those characters have their moments and have their arc and everything there, too. He, he, David Arquette and the woman, like, switch have their character inversions, and they do all their arcs, and he becomes more responsible, and mm-hmm. she learns to let loose, and they have... And, like, the kid has his whole arc. Like, they have enough time... 
and spend enough time on all the characters to actually have them grow and have these arcs. And it sucks. And it's still so boring. It still sucks. And you're like, man, you managed to do it. And it's still just so bad. Why did you do it? <laughs> I don't know if I want to blame focus groups. Like, I, I guess I would need to see the 70 minutes of cut footage I to need, figure out what yes. they did, right? I like, want to see every draft of this script I'm because it's so curious. So, like, I don't know how it went through eight writers and came out this it, cohesive. There has to be th- that's confusing, but there has to be something here, right? It couldn't have just been this bland the whole way. It couldn't have been. There's no way. No way. Yeah. Uh, the only scene that that actually pissed me off. Yes. Is is the Bubble Boy scene, where that one was unreal. Which, yeah. Where Gordon gets inflated, which is not a fetish, except it is a fetish. And, and no, no, no. The fetish is definitely round. him in a collar and going they, around and his neighbor spying on him. Well. There's also the scene where the Italian mob, you know, I guess they abduct, like, two guys in a pet grooming truck and then tie them up naked and leave them in the back of the van, but with collars mm-hmm. and stuff on still. For yeah. some reason. That was definitely a fetish thing, too. And also the neighbor that was watching him acting like a dog through the window and getting off on it. Well... I was going... Okay, I'm glad that you brought it back to that, because I was going to mention something about that. Oh, you're glad? Okay. Because I, I, yeah, I was going to be... On. I'm mad about this again, because if they had had that as a joke, if they had been... If it had been, like, her going, like, hmm... But like they did her lip or something. But they don't do anything with it. She looks at him, she sees him running around his apartment in a dog collar, getting shocked, and then she goes, huh, that's weird. And that's the end of it. And you're like... Have her react! Anything. There's a joke! Yeah. Do something! The, Please! But what, what pissed me off about the bubble boy scene, not just the yes. fact that the bubble wrap wouldn't inflate, first of all. Oh, God. And, and so that there's things. also holes that you can see. Do you in want his to explain neck. what this. How, okay, so he's in a pet store. Yeah. And this is when they're destroying the store because the two mobsters finally find them all together, essentially. Mm-hmm. And. They're doing big chase, like, knocking everything over, all this shit, to hamster dance. The hamster dance is what pissed me off about Okay, this yeah, I just realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I just stole points of thunder because that's what made you so mad. I realized I, it as I said it. I did not expect to be hamster danced while watching <laughs> this <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> and it fucking destroyed me. It's real bad. How dare you? This might be the. Are you kidding me? I did not want to be hamster dancing today. God damn it! I'm dying. <laughs> but they they have. I almost said Dana Carvey. It's such a Dana Carvey it scene. It is. It is. Yeah. It feels, he, it feels like out of Master of Disguise or something. Like Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. He gets his head stuck in a fishbowl and then gets wrapped up in bubble wrap and then inflated because they have a uh, helium tank and it's in so zany pet store. and funny because nothing happens and it doesn't matter, I guess. Oh god. It's so low energy and uninteresting and also like very 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 stupid 
in a way that this movie normally doesn't get stupid. Yeah. It's... And, and they were expecting Martin Lawrence to do that. <laughs> That's the other thing, right? The one thing I will say about that choice, I'm not a huge Martin Lawrence fan. No. But he would have definitely been better than David Arquette in terms of, like... I think he would have had better comedic timing. Zanier. Yeah, he'd have yeah. been... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's a dog in this movie, I guess, and he bites yeah, off... Yeah, somehow there's a dog also. <laughs> and he bites off this man's testicles, both of them. That's... Correct. That's yep. the film, I guess. I don't. His name's Agent Eleven because he gets one one nut and then later on another nut. So one, one plus one. one is yeah, that makes sense. Two nuts, two yeah. nuts yeah. yeah, yeah. Two nuts, too furious. Tokyo Drift, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, this is gonna be a real short episode because man, this movie is fucking. It's it's dire. Nothing. It's dire. It's. Let's let's rate Spot Agent Eleven. Um, I I don't know. He's a dog. Even the dog has no emotion or any. It's just a dog, right? I'm I'm gonna rate this dog as a Boyk's fucked up out of ten because Boyk specifically demanded that we watch. He's like, I'm in the mood for a cop dog. Well, congratulations. <laughs> You got a goddamn cop dog. It abused and sexually assaulted a man and destroyed his life. Are you happy? That's a cop. There you go. You got to watch a cop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They should have put that cop down with lethal injection, to be honest. Be fair. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan? What? I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any of them, really. There are a lot. <laughs> well, and also, also the boy, the boyfriend of the god, mom that, that guy. About. Oh my god, what a terrible character! <laughs> that was the Canadian actor. That was the Stargate guy. Oh, man, anyway, he's in like four scenes. I, if I had, need to talk if about I had him. to give Spot an official rating, I would give it. It's uh, just a dog. Nine out of ten, I guess. It's below a normal dog because it's a cop. Yeah. It's not like... I hate to say it, but it's not even like a particularly cute or interesting dog. No. It doesn't do anything. It does... Like, this dog really does nothing because its whole arc is that it doesn't... Wait. Doesn't know how to play because it's getting constantly, like, shock collared. Go ahead. It does one thing. It mm. it jumps... After biting our Italian mobster's oh. balls... It jumps out good, a yes. window with him, and that was kind of cool. I... Oh my god! Okay, that's kind of amazing. They they had to, they ripped him on a line so goddamn hard through that window. He's going on like a an upwards trajectory out yeah. this window for like a good five feet before he starts going back down. It's pretty that wild might be how the much they only good that like physical comedy physical thing. comedy joke they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's so over the top for how like if you throw somebody out a window like that, normally they downward arc yeah <laughs> and this, this dude is literally catapulted out the fucking window it is wild the arc that they have on it and it's extremely sudden which makes it it's a good moment of physical comedy we, we will give them here mm -hmm. you get one point your final one score golf is... clap congratulations
10 out of 100. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But the, this dog is... The problem is that this dog's arc is that it doesn't know how to play. And it can't get pets and stuff because it's a police dog. And so yeah. nobody is like... For most of the movie, nobody's giving this dog, like, pets or playing with it or doing anything. There's, like, one or two scenes of them trying to throw the ball for the dog in the park. And the dog doesn't want to chase it. I, the dog just sits there. And that's it. You think a dog with a an arc of getting through its emotional trauma would be interesting. And it just isn't. No. <laughs> they fucked up it, so bad. <laughs> but yet, at the same time... The funny thing is, is that they didn't fuck up because they actually show the emotional arc and it makes sense and it works in the sense of the film, but it's just so boring. <laughs> like, that, yes. it's so fun. Like, that's the weird thing about this movie is that all normally when those things don't work, it's because they like undercooked it and didn't actually do any of the work to set up the characters or do any of the arc or it's like nonsensical or very stupid. And all of the characters' arcs and stuff all make sense and all work in the plot of the film and it all happens to flow. And I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, no. I just I cannot and, possibly care. And just like our podcast, this was a very adequate episode. I, <laughs> it, I don't, it checked I, the boxes. This episode has a dog in it. And welcome. And thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> this was rough cut. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So uh, you can always check us out on social media. We've got. <laughs> thank you for sticking around for 153 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. You you said that you had uh, 250 or so uh, movies still on the list, huh? I think it was at 200 this time last year. That's what's depressing. Oh God, it's growing. It's growing. <laughs> it's never ending. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can always check us out on all the social media. We're uh, Rough Cuts Cast on. Blue Sky and co-host and X, where we do our zeets. I'm zeets. We do not do zeets. I am not. I'm never zeting. <laughs> I'm never zeting. And uh, you can always check us out on Patreon too. We really appreciate the help uh, paying for these movies. We paid real, real money, American yeah. dollars to watch see Spot Run and re- ruin our Sunday morning. So, yeah. <laughs> if you would like to help us with that. We would very appreciate it. We've got hosting fees and podcast fees and all that. So uh, I do really appreciate all the people that have hosted, uh, helped us for so long and helped pay for all that. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Hey, hey, Tony, like I'm trying to assassinate this dog. Get your fucking ass over here. <laughs> what that? I like dipped into. Hey, shut up. I, <laughs> hey Tony, I'm taking a shit. Bring the Febreze. It's gonna stick up the place. <laughs> this South American Italian is really, really doing it for me. Can you give me another hit? <laughs> hey, I'll fucking kill you, you piece of shit. You got my ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> my goomba. They call what? a goomba at one point. He says that they they had a goomba. They, they Mario. I don't think that that's, I don't know what that was. Yeah, they Mario. I don't, it, <laughs> I think they meant Guma, but that's not... See you next week. (laughs) Look, I'm taking care of the neighbor's kid, and then this dog came. Came from where? Hell.
I'm what? telling you, this is Satan's dog. I'm telling you, he gets mad at the Trump for that. He got pissed off at me and locked me out of my own house. He's crazy. Put your hands on your head, Jurassic. Put your hands on your head. <laughs> my whole life ruined by dogs.